What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Final Pick Podcast. I'm your host, Zachary, and I'm here with the co-host today. What's up, guys? I'm Ben. And we're back with another episode, uh, another uh, podcast, I guess we can call it. Um, it's late at night tonight, but, you know, we are about 20-ish, I think 19 hours away from the start of free agency, you know? And we've already had a couple moves that have happened so far as a precursor to free agency, you know, a little bit of tampering stuff that's going on that we'll get to in a little bit but um for first and foremost last week on thursday we had the nba draft uh we did have a preview video we kind of went over a quick little mock drafts and players we liked in it and overall i gotta say right off the bat the draft was a surprise you know up uh, for the most part we all thought that it was probably jabari smith first overall pick then you know the morning of or the day before, I think we actually talked about it a little bit. The odds kind of shifted a bit towards Paolo Bancaro, right? Um, well, I think that was I think that was toward closer towards the draft. I don't think it happened that morning. I think it was like an hour before the draft where Paolo's odds started going crazy. Yeah, they started going crazy like the, the morning or the day before, but he was never number one. And then about half yeah. hour before, all of a sudden, it's like, this might be a real thing. Paolo might go first overall. It was kind of the first draft in a while that you really didn't know who's going first overall until the pick actually happened, or at least within 30 minutes of. So it was kind of surprising off the bat. You didn't know if the Thunder would kind of now pick Jabari Smith or Chet Holmgren after Apollo went. And overall, I mean, after the first pick, you basically knew what was going to happen, like for most of the lottery. But, I mean, be able to start off with a surprise like that, it's always fun not knowing what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, for sure, and I- I felt like I, we said in the podcast that the, the Magic should have gone Paolo. He's the most NBA-ready player, and I think he fits them, or at least what they need. And they did that. I think that was the, the, the correct pick, and I'm glad they did that. Yeah, I mean, that the, the Magic can be can be fun this year. They got Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, uh, Franz Wagner. I don't know what's going on with Jonathan Isaac, but uh, Paolo. Uh, let's see what happens with Mo Bamba. We'll get to him in a little oh, bit. He oh. is a free agent. Uh, yeah, I mean – He's obviously no. I'm still waiting for Fultz. <sighs> might, might have to keep waiting. Honestly, I, I like. Fultz. We might have to keep waiting but on that, but uh, also no, Wendell but Carter. Wendell Carter, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a beaten drum. But uh, the one thing I saw, I don't know if you watched Terrence Ross's videos. Uh, he was hyped for the pick, and that guy just requested a trade. That's kind of weird to me. That, that that tells you that they did. I think that's where that 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 tells you they made the right pick. Terrence Ross. They, he requested a trade earlier in the offseason, or I think maybe he didn't request one. Maybe it was just him that they're rumored they're, they're trying to trade him, get it's him off the books. It's probably rumored because I don't ever remember hearing anything about him requesting a trade. Oh no, I, maybe it wasn't requested, but I know he was uh, he was getting shopped around, um, and he knew that because he was on Twitch stream and he was seeing all the rumors of like they're messing with him, saying get traded. He's like, oh, I almost got happy, and uh, he was happy about the pick. So I mean, that tells you something right there. That's a hooper right there. So hoopers, no hoopers. Yeah, and you know, we're going to have some league starting in about a week, so we'll get to actually see these guys in action pretty soon against, you know, some, at least, not not NBA competition, but, you know, right below that, it'll be fun. I think the first game is, I th- want to say, is going to be like Chet versus Jabari Smith. I think, the, like, the first game of Summer League. So, right off the bat, we'll get a pretty fun uh, matchup against, against two of the top picks. I have a prediction for that game. Chet's going to end up fucking him up, but Jabari Smith, Jamari Smith's gonna Jamari Smith's gonna have twenty five. It's a Jaron Jackson thing. We ain't gonna do no summer league predictions. Come hey on. man, I'm I'm just saying every 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 first summer league game they like getting that first rookie hyped up. They always do it. Every oh, yeah. every team's a rookie. That's why I'm saying that first summer league game, just like Jaron Jackson did. That's what Jabari Smith's gonna do. He's gonna drop a twenty five bomber bomber, but Chet's gonna do his thing. We'll see. I'm not gonna put no predictions for no one. In I'm summer. putting that prediction out there. Jabari's gonna have a 20... 20 plus point night yeah. well, was there any team specifically that you thought did really well in the draft i'll kind of go ahead and say i'd like to okay seated i mean they obviously got chet i we people talked about before we thought he was a great fit next to shea giddy etc they got not only Jalen williams but they also got Jalen williams yeah you know, yeah so. the spider-man meme and they also got osman Diang. yeah was a, a project but he's a good player yeah i mean if jane can develop like people think he's going to develop, right? Because he really rose up draft boards closer to the draft. And I don't know too, too much about him. Like, I only, like, briefly watched him. 
I mm-hmm. really only watched him just to do the show last week. But, I mean, he definitely has a lot of potential and a potential uh, front court with him and Chet. I mean, if they can both reach that potential that they have, that that's going to be pretty scary. It's going to be a Twin Towers down there. And then you have guards like Shea, Giddy. Um, we'll talk about Dort later, but that's going that they have definitely a lot of potential. Not already this year, maybe not next year, but once all those picks actually develop and the thousand more they have. <laughs> yeah. They have 15 first round picks in the next three years. Or yeah, something around that, that, that. But uh the, the people I like in this draft, I like the Nuggets a lot. Uh the first pick, Christian Christian Brown. Uh I was high on him. Uh, I, I think he went a little earlier than people expected, um, but I think he's a very solid player and it's a safe pick. And I also loved the, of course, besides the Thunders draft, I love the Memphis draft. Uh, and I think you could agree with that. A couple of the guys you like. Um, but I like my favorite pick, at least value-wise, was that second-round pick for the Tennessee guard. Uh, what's his name? Uh, to Memphis. Uh, um, Kennedy, Kennedy Chandler. Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. I like that pick. That's a value pick. I just think they all, all around did what they wanted to do, got the players they wanted, and didn't have to trade anything worth anything. So I think they had one of the top drafts as well. Yeah, I could see Kennedy Chandler kind of being the AO DeSumo of last year, right? Because, I mean, Tyce Jones, he's probably gone. No, he's not going to be a free agent. And, I mean. Do you see what he's projected to get? I think it's like two for 16, maybe, or something like that. I, 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 I don't know what I saw, but I saw it was 15 a year for Tyce Jones. I don't I don't know who is either, but it was on the ESPN thing where they pick a player and add him to the team. His contract was 15 a year. I mean, there's only like six or seven teams with actual cap space this year. I don't know who's going to prioritize Tyus Jones for that type of money. Yeah. I mean, you never know. You've seen the uh, Timothy Moskos of the world. So I guess you never know. <laughs> you never but, know, man. But I, I, I tell you what, right when free agency starts tomorrow or where the, where the legal tampering starts, Three guys, at least three guys, are going to get signed instantly for no fucking reason. No reason. I, think I have an idea of some guys who are going to get announced right away. And I like I said, we'll get to I it. I want to hear it. We we'll, get, oh, we'll get to it. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. But um. All right. But yeah, what, what were we just talking about? Um. Yeah. To, oh, but I was going to say Tatsu, and so he's a very solid guard. Like he definitely is worth a mid-level type offer mm-hmm. for sure. Just fifty million, bit too much. Definitely but, a bit too much. Yeah, but overall, draft is fun, you know. Um, and, I mean, there's no draft that I think I personally actually hated, which I don't know if that's good or a bad thing, necessarily. <laughs> you know, I, I think that everybody had a decent draft for their needs. Uh, but, yeah, I also got to say, like the Pistons draft a lot, Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran. I mean, mm-hmm. That's that's as good of a duo as you can get. Obviously, they had two lottery picks, so of course they're gonna have a good draft. But I think they both will fit very nicely with the team as well. Next to Sadiq Ben, next to Kate Cunningham, that four right there, that 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 could be nice. Yeah, it could be nice in the future. That, that it's definitely gonna be a bottom tier of the use this year, but they're gonna they're gonna build. And uh, Durant Durant's got all the the all all the assets to become Bam out of bio two point So I I really like both of their picks. Um. <laughs> Is, is there any value picks you had in the first round? Any value picks? Like, really good picks that like late? Um, yeah, yeah. Or, or picks that you think they fell a little later than they should have. A little later? Um, nothing at the top of my head. I mean, obviously, I had my sleepers, but a lot of them kind of went where I thought. Like, Jake Lavaria, he kind of went in somewhat the range I thought. Blake Wesley, same yeah. thing. Um, but that's kind of the range I had them in. Um, but nobody necessarily thought that fell too far. That I was like super crazy about. Yeah, you know, also a good draft the Spurs. I think they had a very good draft as well. They got Brownman at uh, twenty. Uh, I think he's going to be very solid. He's going to be one of those role players. But I think he's going to be very solid. I didn't like their their, their first pick, uh, Soaker or Soaker, whatever his name is, yeah, Baylor. Not high on him, but I mean, I thought they would go for him. We both thought they'd go for him, uh, get some <laughs> building blocks. But they went for a player that's kind of already ready to play. More, more, more than likely. Uh, but he's a role player, and I don't know why they would have taken taken him at nine. I don't think he has much upside, personally. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a Spurs tactic, though. I do feel like. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't. I don't I'm, I'm not going to speak too much on him because I'm not. I don't know too too much about him. Mm. But I mean, always got to wait and see. Who who knows? You always got to wait and see how they play. I'll 
find out more about him in the summer league. For sure. Yep. But uh, speaking of the Spurs, there was a big time trade today. Um, in the NBA, DeJounte Murray, a uh, one time All Star this year, um, got traded to the Atlanta Hawks for Danilo Gallinari and three first round picks and a few pick swaps, if I'm not mistaken. Um, a big time trade package. Um, DeJounte Murray obviously said point guard average 22, 8 and 8 this year. Um, did I say obviously point guard? I meant to say uh, first time All Star if I did. Um, First time All Star. You said All Star. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I mean, you have. What's your thoughts on the trade? Uh, I think, as far as Atlanta's thinking, they got to steal. I, I think it, I think it's a, a trade for both teams that, that fits both teams because what the Spurs are trying to do is what the Thunder did: build up assets, get a bunch of picks, um, and not have to pay their good players, uh, which is exactly what they did. Um, but I think I, I think it works out for both of them. I think the Dejounte Murray though is definitely gonna have a smaller role in the Hawks, of course, obviously than he did on the Spurs. He could do whatever he wanted on the Spurs because he was the only guy there. But uh, as far as equal value, I think they got equal value. Yeah, I mean, with the way I see it, I think the Spurs got a great great deal for Dejounte. Now, personally, I want to trade to Dejounte. I don't know why they felt need to. But when compared to other trades, like, for example, a Drew Holiday trade to the Bucks a couple years ago, I feel like they got a lot better value than what the uh, Pelicans got for Drew Holiday. Because if I'm not mistaken, oh. they got, like, two picks back. I don't remember if they got any players back. Obviously, Drew I don't Holiday remember was a little older. Drew Holiday was a little older, but basically I think it was two first-round picks they got back. And they just got three first-round picks and swaps. And Gallo, he'll, he might get waived. We'll have to wait and see. But I think when you compare to trades like that, I think they got great value for Jonathan Murray. And then the Hawks side, I really have to wait and see. I'm not the biggest fan of the offensive um, fit between Trey and Jonathan Murray. I feel like they're both guys who need the ball in their hands. Neither guys I really trust off the ball. I know Trey can shoot the ball well, but, I mean, if he doesn't have the ball, he's not like Steph Curry. I mean, no, I really like Steph Curry, but he's not going to be running around screens trying to get open. He's going to yeah. stand at the top of the key. You know, he might catch and shoot from there at the wing, but he's not moving, trying to get open. It's almost like a four and five in a sense when he does not have the ball in his hands. And then DeJounte, I'm not worried about him shooting. You know, he's a 32% three-point shooter, I think. So just the offensive fit to give up that much value to build next to Trey, I'm not sure if the biggest fan. But, but at the same time, I do think that DeJounte – he was an all-defensive player at one point in his career. I know he made all-defensive team. DeAndre Hunter, great defender. You can have two great perimeter defenders next to Trey. That might be kind of the route they're thinking. They're like, all right, let's see if we can kind of mesh the roles of Trey and DeJounte offensively. Can they fit well enough that the defense overpowers this? Kind of have to wait and see. But overall, to give up that much value for just a fit I don't personally trust in now, Let's wait and see what the rest of the team looks like because John Collins, uh, we'll get to in a second. It's a good chance he's gone. Clint Capella, it's a good chance he's gone. So let's see the team they build around them. Maybe I have less concerns. They create more spacing, more anti-way ability. But just those two pairing together offensively, I don't think it's going to be terrible. But at the same time, they, you could have gotten a lot better fit for the value you give up for it. I completely agree with you. That, that was my one thing with the trade is I don't know if they're going to mesh. Because you got two, at least when the, when they're on their respective teams, uh, they're two ball dominant point guards. Uh, I don't know how who's going to take the ball up. I think to be honest, Trey would probably play the two. Uh, but he would, like you said, he would need to learn to come around those screens and pop shots. It's something that you completely need to learn. They're, that they're kind of like, and not, they're not the same player. Obviously, Trey's a shooter. Uh, they're not the same player anywhere near. It's just they're two same similar roles where they're the point guard and none of them have really played shooting guard in, in their respective systems. So it's going to be a weird thing, but I'm, I'm sure they'll work around it. They're two amazing players, but yeah, I agree with you. They're not the best mesh, at least for the value they could have, they, they gave up. They could have gotten somebody that would have fit at least the system better. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know anyone specifically at the top of my head, but I would have probably gone for a more two way guy. Like I like someone who's a better catch and shoot guy. Like basically all the strengths of DeJounte offensively, I don't really need next to Trey. I kind of need what he has offensively, like efficiency wise, like um, 
like I want a catch and shoot guy next to Trey, and that could play defense. That that's just the way I see it personally. Um, like I, said, I can't think of anybody specifically top of my head. Like also, if they want another ball handler, I would maybe try going for Malcolm Brogdon, not as good of a player as Jonte Murray, but a much better fit next to Trey Young because 100%. he can handle the ball, but he is a more natural shooting guard. He's more natural off ball guy than really a point I, guard. I would have loved that fit completely. Like how you said it, that would have been amazing. Brogdon, Trey Young, put Brogdon at the two. I'd have loved that way more than Jonte Murray and Trey Young. To be completely honest. Yeah, and, do, you think they, do you think they got distracted with name, or do you think it was just? I think it doesn't seem like a, a, a an NBA fit. You know what I mean? I personally think the Jonte and Trey are friends, and I think they both wanted it for each other. And the front yeah. office listened to Trey. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little bit to do with that. And I mean, it could work out. Dejounte, like I said, I mean, Dejounte's better than Brogdon in my opinion, and, I, and he is a great player. But I just got to see it before I believe it. I'm with you what on the exact same page on that completely. It could work out because they're both amazing players, but it, it's just as a, uh, a third person aspect. It's like you don't see the mesh, but anything can happen. Yep. And then speaking about the teammate, I do think John Collins will get traded at some point. Uh, some of the teams that are reported interested in John Collins is the Sacramento Kings, the Utah Jazz, and the Miami Heat. Those are the three teams that have been linked to John Collins. Um, and I was kind of surprised that um, that he didn't get traded draft night. But I think the Kyrie news um, did have a lot to do with no trades happening. And don't worry, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the Kyrie news after we talk about some of these tra- potential trade guys. But um, but John Collins, I mean, he's, he's an interesting player. He's a great player. Great offensive guy. But he hasn't been the best guy defensively throughout his career, although – when they made that run in the playoffs uh, just two years ago, I thought that he showed a lot of defensive potential during that run when, you know, it actually mattered. But besides that run, I really haven't seen him play defense that I think he's capable of. I think he has all the tools, but I think he's capable of a lot more defensively. And then, I mean, offensively, he can shoot the ball. He can get to the rim. I don't know if he has as much shot creation as I'd want, but my one concern with John Collins, I feel like the way – the NBA is nowadays, you need to be versatile with your positions. I feel like he is a pure four. Don't think he's tied to the three. And for what I've seen, I don't like the minutes he plays at the five. I think um, like that's my one concern John Collins and a team that might be trained for him. Like the teams I mentioned, like for example, the Miami Heat, he has to play the five, the four. He has to play next to Ben, which shouldn't be a problem. But if they want to run small ball, I don't think he can be a P.J. Tucker, small ball five. Um, the Kings, uh, he could fit. That would be an interesting. Um, that would be a bad trade for Miami because it would most likely, if you think about it, what all the possible trade packages, it would most likely include Harrison Barnes. And that's two guys that are on the Heat's radar. That would be a bad trade for the Heat, at least to see from a from a fan's perspective. Because I, I can't think of anything else they would throw in from the Kings. They're not trading Sabonis. They're not trading Fox, obviously. Uh, who else they got there? That has trade value. Rashawn Holmes. Uh, I like Rashawn Holmes, but um, just he's a nice man. But I do think Harrison Barnes would probably be included in that. I think Harrison so, Barnes would be a nice return back for Utah. I think he kind of fits the three and D type build. He also got a little bit more shot creation to him as well. If John, the only shot creation John Collins has is going baseline and dunking it on somebody. But back to what you said. Uh, you saw it in the run where he, he was a little bit of a better defender than this year. I think he gave up on his team this year. To be completely honest, I didn't think he wanted to be there. He thought he was getting traded during the trade deadline. Didn't happen. And then he kind of sat out. I know he had an injury. Uh, we never uh, – what was the injury? I think it was something, like, small, and he just decided to sit out anyways. He didn't look like he wanted to be there. He did come back, though, for the playoffs. He think he's played in the game threes to the end of the season. He might have played the entire series. Um but um, he was injured. He was limited. Um, I will say, though, he I'm, I just remember this pre-draft. He is from uh, West Palm Beach, I believe. He did grow as a Miami Heat fan. I could see him wanting to make his way there to Miami. Um, I, I think I've said before, I think Sacramento's the favorite. Uh, they got Keegan Murray now, so who knows if they're still that, that interested in him. Uh, the Jazz would be an interesting team. Um, I don't know who they'd give up. Maybe something like Rosa Neal or Bogdanovich or 
something along those lines. But I think that could be an interesting fit if he was to go there. Do you think? Do you think it's a because I because you know the Capella rumors as well. Do you think it's a possibility they package him and send him for Gobert? I don't see why the Jazz do that. In a sense, I mean um, they get two pieces and they don't have to bust out because all their good players want to leave. I just feel like or, if they're going to trade Gobert, they might want to go for a different type of center. I feel like they're both somewhat similar in roles. Yeah, Gobert's a better defender, but Capella's oh, yeah. a better offensive player. Um, they, a better rebounder, though. He's, I mean, he might be the best rebounder in the league. Yeah, Clint Capella. Sure. Clint Capella's an amazing offensive rebounder. Yeah, we keep kind of leaning to guys. Uh, we kind of mentioned Harrison Barnes. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. see anything specifically of him being specifically um, rumored to team. Also, John Collins rumored to the Spurs, but I doubt that's happening now after the Murray trade. Um, but Harrison Barnes, I think that any team that's trying to compete needs to go after Harrison Barnes because I think he's the perfect four, three, four type guy they can add to your team. He'll be able to play 30 plus minutes for you in the playoffs. It's honestly all you care about is those playoff minutes. He can shoot. He can create, he can defend. Uh, he's just a perfect, uh, he'll be like an elite role player for your team. I know, obviously, you know, last time we saw him in a big time game, you know, with the Warriors, when the Cats came back 3-1, not his best showing those last three games. But nonetheless, I think that you add him to a team, the former champion would be a huge pickup for any team. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a winner. That's what you need. That he's that role player that will win you games. It's an Iguodala type player. It's a PJ Tucker type player. It's a Jay Crowder type player. Yeah, he'll get in there and win you games. He has a little more shot creating ability than all those guys, but he just gets in there and wins games. Yep, for sure. And then we kind of mentioned uh, Brockton earlier. I kind of put uh, Brockton and Turner together. I kind of heard that Brockton might be off the trade block now. Don't know how much I truly believe in that. I haven't heard much of him though. But you've been hearing more about TJ Warren and Miles Turner. Than uh, Brogdon. Well, TJ Warren is a free agent. Um, well, restricted though. I'm just, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see if Turner or Brogdon ends up getting traded because there hasn't been that much smoke about them recently. Um, I feel like the Pacers are a team that's trying to rebuild a certain way. That I would keep Turner. I would trade Brogdon personally if I was the Pacers. Um, I think Brogdon's a great player, but I think you could probably get good value for him. I know the Wizards were a potential landing spot, but after the trade they made today, if you guys didn't hear, they traded uh, Ish Smith and um, KCP uh, to the Nuggets for uh, who it was Monte Morris and Will Barton. So I thought both teams did good. I think the Nuggets got KCP, who would be a good wing defender for them, something that they do need. And then the Wizards got two really good players in uh, Monte Morris, who can be who might be their starting point guard now. He will be their starting point guard. Here's the thing. I don't think the Beals are in the market for a guard. Are the Wizards, my bad. I said the Beals. It might as well be the Beals. I don't think the Wizards are in the in the market for a starting guard. Because if you think about it, they got Morris and Bart today. That's a one and a two. They got Beal about to sign a five-year max. You already know that's coming. And then you got um, Johnny Davis with their first-round pick. So I, I, they're definitely not looking guard anymore. If they are, they shouldn't be. But uh, they, they have guards, especially a lot of shooting guards, a lot of, a lot of great talent at shooting guards. So. I don't think that should be one of their one of their roles, especially you're talking about Brogdon for them, or uh, I said before, you're just talking about like before the trade. They got you. Reform. Yeah, I think the Pacers should keep Brogdon personally. I think that'd be good for uh, Halliburton's development. I mean, I don't think Buddy Heald's still there. I don't know what they're looking at with him. Uh, they have Chris Duarte. You know, like if you want to build around Halliburton and Chris Duarte, you know, you might want to push them out. Brogdon mm-hmm. and Heald is just smart for the development of that piece. I mean. I, I think Tyrese Halliburton has such a high ceiling. I love Tyrese before the draft. Um, I, and I actually found out recently, I, I really thought the Hawks should have taken him in the draft. I thought he could have played next to Trey. Maybe I was a bit wrong on that fit um, at the time, but apparently he actually did tell the Hawks that he didn't want them to draft him. I've, wow. I've heard, I heard that a couple days ago. They told the Hawks and the Cavaliers, I think it was. Halliburton told, some, told a team not to draft him? I believe so. I could be mistaken. I'm pretty sure he said in an interview recently. I'd rather go to Atlanta than Sacramento, not to be mean, but like what I think the Pacers are doing, I think they're, if I'm the Pacers at least, I'm keeping uh, Brogdon to put him at the two and keep him next to, uh, obviously, Halliburton at the one. 
and then I'm letting Warren walk. Uh, that's nothing to you guys anymore. He hasn't played in a year. Let Warren walk, and I think they trade Turner. Uh, I think the only people that leave the team, 100%. They're going to let Warren walk, and they're going to trade Turner if anybody. That's what I think they should do at least because they, they got good pieces, man. They got a good front court. And they got Mather now, so he can be off the bench, six man, yeah. or you can play small forward game. Yeah, you can play small forward, you know, build around Halliburton, Tuarte, uh, Benedict, you know? Oh, yeah, my bad. And Heald's gone too, 100%. Heald, Heald and Turner are the ones that are going to get traded, 100%. But we'll have to wait and see. We know there are definitely a lot of interest in Turner. Then mm-hmm. one more trade guy I want to talk about, D'Lo. Uh, he's been shopped around a lot. Um, and, I mean, there's not. I don't know if there's really a lot of interest in him. Uh, the one thing about the point guard position, you can go back to this with, like, Brockton. Almost every team kind of has a point guard, you know, if you really think of it, that there's no in, there's no need to trade for someone like D'Lo, who's probably who's not a top 10 point guard, maybe not top 15, or maybe not even top 20 at this point. Um, not saying he's a bad player at all, but he didn't have his best year last year, did not have a good playoffs. And, I mean, I don't know if it's really a lot of uh, interest for him at his contract. I think he might have, like, two years left, maybe making, like, 25, 30 million a year, something like that. Uh, do you see any potential landing spots for D'Lo at the moment? No. I don't I don't think D'Lo gets traded. I think his contract's too big for what he's been producing. Um, literally off the top of my head, if I could think of one team that he would get traded to, I think the Nets, back to the Nets. Uh, it just seems like something. It just seems like... I always seem like it's always those weird teams that make trades out of nowhere. And Russell, you could predict to the to the uh, Timberwolves when it happened, but you couldn't predict it to the sign with the Warriors. You know what I mean? I feel like it would just be a trade with like a Joe Harris contract, just a random guy just to get the Timberwolves to save some money after the next year. Uh, and I, I put him at the two next to Kyrie. I feel like that's the only option besides that. I went through it and looked at the teams. I just – I. I predicting something weird or he's staying. So one other thing I think of is maybe to the Knicks. Maybe to the Knicks. Like, I think like, they're too high on Brunson. Yep. Yeah. And, um, I mean, speaking of the Nets, though, let's go to Kyrie. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this, you like sports, you like the NBA. So you probably know about the Kyrie situation. It's such a, that was such a weird situation. That was... I, I don't I don't know. So I mean obviously uh Kyrie and the Nets, they um they couldn't really agree to a contract, right? And it's funny watching the media play because I think I mentioned to you and you could probably see James and Woj, great reporters, but you can kind of see who was feeding who um the information. It seemed like Kyrie's team was giving Shams information. It seemed like the Nets were giving Woj information. And then you had Brian Woodhorse getting information from the Lakers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'd see uh, Shams kind of report something like pro Kyrie trying to create leverage. And then you'd see something from Woj kind of pro Nets trying to create leverage that way. Um, but overall, I mean, he had a few options. He could have opted into his contract as for a trade. Uh, the most likely landing spots for a trade would most likely have been Miami, New York, or one of the LA teams. Um, and then he could have opted out, resigned to a long-term deal with the Nets, which the Nets didn't really seem like w- willing to do. Try to try to sign long-term due to all the COVID issues and off-court issues that Kyrie's had with them. Then the one other option that was brought up was, which I never saw this as a real option, but opting out to sign with the mid-level exception with the Los Angeles Lakers. Like, is Kyrie really doing that? Was he really about to forfeit $30 million to sign the Lakers? Everybody thinks Kyrie was just messing with us, uh, just like he does. He, he messes with people. That's what he does. And I, I support it. I think it's funny. But I don't think he was doing that this time. I think he was honestly trying to get out of the uh, get out of Brooklyn because uh, he didn't want to be there for some odd reason and saw that. I think he expected way more interest than there was. He was expecting – because he asked permission to seek a trade. Couldn't find one, obviously. Uh, and, and make the money work. So he's like, all right, well, fuck it. I'm not going to go take $6 million and with the Lakers. I'm taking my $34 million, going to prove it this year. Going to come back, actually try to play the whole season, hopefully. Love watching Kyrie, so I hope he does. But uh, 
he's gonna he's gonna get his bag next year, but no one was taking the risk on him, and he didn't think he didn't think he'd have no value like that. I just yeah. think it was a misconception. You know, I heard that there were trade talks with the Heat, with the Mavericks, and the Lakers. I don't know how far any of those offers went. I know a reported offer of like Westbrook for Kyrie, some type of swap, maybe picks involved was offered, but the Nets were yeah. interested in Westbrook, which I don't blame at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but personally, this is just my personal opinion. I think Kyrie wants to go to the Lakers, but he's not giving up $30 million. I think he opted in. Westbrook's contract is off the books next year. I don't know if they'll have a full max spot open, but it'll basically be enough money that they would have to be able to work a realistic Simon trade, at least in order to get Kyrie. I personally think that's what he wants. Now, that's a full year, a lot can change in a year. That's just my personal opinion what's going to happen with the Kyrie situation. But, I mean, let's wait and see. Kyrie has done a lot of things that you don't expect. Um, so let's just see what's next with the Kyrie saga. I'm just going to let it happen, but I agree with you. I think he doesn't want to be in the Lakers as well. He, he thought they can get a trade in place, and nobody wants Westbrook right now, even though I do think Westbrook's going to have a good good year. I do believe it. Everybody's hating on Westbrook, thinking he's terrible. He's not. He has a bad shot and bad shot selection, but I think he's going to be good this year. So take him in fantasy if you play basketball fantasy. If you don't, I don't blame you. The shit sucks. I would not listen to that advice if I was you guys. I would <laughs> not listen to that advice. Don't Westbrook is just a bad fit. I mean, if Le- I don't know if LeBron will be able to play like more than like seventy games a year or even sixty-five games a year at this point. So maybe Westbrook can get value in those those games, but don't, don't listen to his advice. Y'all hate on Westbrook. He's he's listening to this hate, and I'm not a, I'm not a Westbrook lover. I I always actually kind of hated Westbrook. I always didn't. I always disliked Russell Westbrook's game, but this year he's listening to this stuff. He's gonna do his thing this year with with LeBron and AD. Yeah, you saw Westbrook. You know, post on his Instagram story. You know, singing some songs. You know, I just I just accept a forty-seven million dollar player option. I don't care what you guys are saying about me. You know, shouldn't he shouldn't he shouldn't care? He's in his own world, and he should be. I, I, he's gonna do his thing this year. I know he is, and he's gonna look back at the critics. He's he's not gonna be okay. See Westbrook, but he's gonna do his thing. I'm telling you right now. I think he's gonna be Wizards Westbrook this year. I mean, hopefully, if ESPN talk about the Lakers this year, it's for something good instead of them being trashed. You know. Like, hopefully, but but you know, like I said, at six o'clock Eastern time tomorrow, legal tampering period opens. Oh, well, legally opens, you know, that not saying there's some tampering that hasn't already happened, you know. Oh, yes, it has. Uh, (laughs) but but, you know, I I just want to get top three free agents out of the way. We got Zach Levine, James Harden, Bradley Beal. I kind of want to get out of the way because I feel like all, we could probably agree all three of them are staying. They're yes. going to go back. Levine and Beal are going to sign their max contracts with their uh, respective teams. Harden will sign a contract with the Sixers. Looks like it's going to take less money to try to open up the full mid-level exception for the Sixers to be able to use. It's reportedly <sighs> to be able to try to bring in P.J. Tucker. Um, It's interesting. Are they bringing P.J. Tucker in to be the backup four for them? Um, I don't know how much money Harden's got to take for them to open up mid-level. If they're maybe going to have to make some more moves, like trade away um, Matisse Thybul, or they have to trade away Tobias Harris. And if you do that, are you trading Tobias Harris, who's a better player, to bring in P.J. Tucker? I don't know how much sense that makes. So I'm not a uh, cap gymnastic um, with the whole how much money Harden's got to make to open it. But do you disagree at all with um, any of those three players staying with their teams? No, Zach Levine signed that max day one. No doubt in my mind. Beal's a little weird for me, but I think he does end up signing that max. He's always been about his money. Don't blame him. That's where he should be. He wants his own legacy in, in Washington, wants that money. No hate on that. Um, I would love to see him talk to other teams, just entertain it, but he won't. Uh, so, I, yeah, I agree with those two. And then Harden, yeah, I don't. he's obviously not going anywhere. But uh, if they tra- they shouldn't even trade Thibel to get Tucker's, uh, Tucker's money, but – I mean, let them do what they want to do. Uh, I'm not. I I love PJ Tucker, but he's not worth clearing money for. I'm sorry, I, I would never agree on that. So with the Bill thing, I don't feel like he's going to ask out in about a year. I think he knows this is probably his last big time contract. Mm-hmm. He's going to get it and ask for a trade. It's just kind of how some stuffs happened in the NBA lately. 
I just have a feeling that might be the route he goes. For sure. And That's I'm, exactly what he's going blame, to do. I don't blame him. He's going to do No, I can't, especially what, a quarter of a bill. <laughs> I'm not going to hate on that. I, I respect Bradley Beal. He's, he, he, he talks to the kids, too, about it. He's very money smart. He's going to do his thing. And I, I love Bradley Beal. Hopefully he's on the heat one day, but uh, he's going to be a wizard this year. And I think I, I agree with you. I think he gets his money and to request a trade a year or two into that if they're bad, which I don't think they will be. I think they're pretty solid. All around. Be decent. I think the Wizards have tried to build around uh, Bradley Beal. I think they've tried multiple things mm-hmm. to try to help. Like their franchise does seem like they want to try. They just don't have the resources to do a lot. But we'll see what they, they, they can do this year. You know, they started off the year off good last year. They were like number one seed in the East for the first couple of weeks. Um, and then I don't remember if it was when Beal got hurt when they started going to the downfall. They kind of started to before he got hurt. But obviously, once and the Dinwiddie trade, Dinwiddie trade, yeah. But obviously, once Beal got hurt, they really didn't have a chance to make a real playoff push. At the end of the day. For sure. And I, I really do think they're like a forward away from being a playoff team. Like they got solid pieces. They have. You don't trust Kuzma? Kuzma. That's why I said they need a forward. I like Kuzma. Kuzma's their small forward, power forward, whatever you want to put them, but they need another forward. They got, they got their bigs. They got Gafford and um, Thomas, Thomas, Bryant. Thomas Bryant. Yeah. And uh, do they have another one? Oh, Porzingis. Yeah. So I, I, I like them. They just need another forward, man. They keep drafting these guards, but he's they drafted a good player this year. He's gonna be very good. Mm-hmm. Especially in that system. I like him in Washington. Yep, and um let's talk about a player who, you know, might have already agreed to a contract, you know, obviously you no know, tampering, but um John Wall was bought out from the Houston Rockets. He agreed to take six point five million dollars off a of buyout. Uh congratulations to John Wall of missing a whole year of basketball and still getting over $40 million. Actually, I guess $80 million if you combine the two years, um, which is absolutely absurd. But, I mean, get get your money. Um, uh, but- dude, I am so excited for this year. Because if you think about it, like last year we had injuries going into the season. Think about it now. Name a name a good player that's not going to be playing this year. Uh, don't, don't jinx it. Don't well, jinx yeah. it. There's no jinx in it because I'm not going to name any players because there is none right now. But it, it, it looks oh. like every all these stars are fun. Looks like you just got news, did you? Uh, there is some news. Uh, free agent that I was just about to talk about, Miles Bridges, has been arrested in Los Angeles for a felony domestic violence. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. Uh, this is reported from TNC Sports. <laughs> um, you know, breaking news around the pod. Um, y'all heard it here first, even though probably didn't hear it here first. But um, there's no fucking way. Is yeah. this guy just doing everything possible to mess up his contract? I don't know. He was going to probably get a bag. Um, I don't know the details of it. You know, just came out. We'll have to wait and see the details of it. Um, oh my god! But, um, but oh. yeah, I I did want to uh, play a, a quick little rapid fire. You know, I'm a, I'm name you some free agents. You know, actually, before I do that, we were talking about John Wall. We got distracted out of nowhere. Yeah, we got John Wall. John Wall, uh, John Wall looks like he's going to sign with the Clippers. Yeah. Um, which I, which is a good fit. Uh, him next to Paul George and Kawhi. Uh, if he can play, like, I, I thought he had some decent moments with Wizards. Obviously not prime John Wall. But a year off, being able to heal his body. I'm interested to see how that fit's going to look. The Clippers should be one of the favorites to win it all this year, as long as everybody is healthy. Um, obviously, health is a big concern with that team, but I'm very excited to see how the Clippers are going to play this year with John Wall. I mean, obviously, no tampering involved, like I said. Um, but if he does sign with the Clippers, um, that that should be an interesting fit. I wonder who's going to start between him and Reggie Jackson. He should start. I mean, I, I mean, we'll see in training camp how everybody looks, but John Wall has no reason not to be starting. The man's had a year of rest. He has to be good to go. I'm so excited. For, I'm not going to lie. Every time at 10.30, it's always the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Blazers. And those have been Lakers. boring teams to watch, Lakers. But now you got all these teams. They should be healthy with Kawhi. You got Paul George, Zubac, Dan's healthy. Morris, Dan they, healthy. They so I'm talking that. about the Clippers, right? The Clippers right now. They got I talk about the whole 10.30 window. <laughs> yeah, I know. They got Terrence Mann off the bench. They got Jackson or Wall coming off the bench at six men. They're going to be so good. I'm so excited to watch all those guys on the same court. 
Like this is the this is the year I've been waiting for. Like this looks like it's gonna be fun. Yep, hopefully so. Hopefully so. And now I want to get to. Uh, I want to play quick rapid fire. I'm gonna name you some free agents this year, and I just want you to tell me where they're gonna land up. All right. I don't think about too much. Just come up with the team. All right. All right. Um, and who better off to start with than Miles Bridges? Uh, Pistons. Pistons. All right. Another free agent, DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton. I think he ends up in the Hawks. Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, Jalen Brunson. Might already have a contract with someone, but... I'm going to stick with the Knicks. Miami's a flag. Uh, P.J. Tucker. Sixers. Mo Bamba. Say it again. Mo Bamba. Raptors. Raptors. All right. Bobby Portis. Heat. Uh, Mitchell Robinson. Knicks. Colin Sexton. Who? Cavaliers. Malik Monk. Lakers. Victor Oladipo. Kings. Lou Dort. Thunder. Marvin Bagley. Pistons. Kavon Looney. Warriors. And last, not least, Patty Mills. Spurs. Back to the Spurs. My Spurs. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, some interesting ones. You can go back to the top. Miles Bridges, obviously, just got arrested. We'll see how that affects things. Um, Detroit, baby. Let's go. He's a recent free agent, though. And just a few days ago, the Hornets GM said that he plans to match or at least he didn't say match, but he said he that he's coming back, basically, which makes it sound like they're going to match whatever he gets offered. Uh, let's see if he does come back. Obviously, GMs say stuff all the time. Um, but I do think he comes back to the Hornets. I don't know if I'm crazy about paying him near max money, but I do think at the end of the day, he will end up going back to the Hornets. Uh, I just think you have to keep uh, that – if you want to call a Hornets star player, I don't, I don't think I would consider him star, but that player next to Lamelo Ball, you got to keep him next to him. I can't. I, I I agree with you. I think he should stay for his for his sake as well. But what is he doing? Like, is he just doing everything possible to mess it up? What he what he accomplished this year? Like he blew up. He played amazing, and now he's doing all this music stuff, which is whatever. Do your music stuff. I don't really care about that. That's just all words. But, like, he's doing all this stuff where he's, like, liking, pissed in comments. I guess maybe he, he's just trying to get his market up, which I get that, too. Yeah, but now he's getting arrested. Time. Now he's getting arrested. What are you doing? you got to be smarter than that, my boy. Even Whatever it was, it's just not worth it. I wouldn't see the details, see everything that happens. Just I really do. But, like, that, the fact that it's even in the news makes me sick. Like, what do you do? You know you're about to get paid literally tomorrow. So what are you doing? Like, I'm sorry. If I was him, I'd be locking myself in a room if I had a problem with anybody. Maybe lock yourself in the room with Doc Rivers, Chris Paul, you know, that whole lot. From DeAndre yeah, Jordan, Blake Griffin. Put, yeah, 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 yeah. Blake Griffin putting a chair under the door. Man, <laughs> man. That's so crazy. Yeah, um, that's so crazy. DeAndre, you said the uh, Hawks. I, did. I personally don't see that. Um, I don't see the Hawks. It, it was interesting. The Nets seem to be a somewhat possibility. I don't see it necessarily, but there's rumors about it. You didn't even um, give me John Collins, Zach. I gave you free agents. You didn't give me John Collins, one of the top ones. That, I guess he's not a free agent, but like, all right. Trade yeah, I know. Yeah, my fault. My fault. You're right. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton's going to be a, a Hawk. Why am I saying this? I don't know, but it's going to happen because I said it. And Clint Capella is straight up for him. Watch. I I don't see it. I, I kind of have a weird place to end up back with the uh, Suns. I don't think there's really a lot of interest in DeAndre Ayton. So I think he's going to end up signing with a smaller deal than he wants and maybe get traded down the road. That's kind of my like a, oh, You think he's going to sign to prove it? Not approve it. I think he'll end up probably signing like a, let's say, a 4 4 type deal. A little bit less than the max but still a lot of money, and he'll get traded down the road. Yeah. I mean, he's going to gamble on himself. I mean, but I think he'd fit that culture in Atlanta, just young and, and uh, never shutting up, just just, just young players. I, I feel like he'd fit Atlanta at least pretty good. 
And if they want to get really get really Capella, get younger, there it is. Yep, and a little bit of offensive guy down low as well. He's not the defender Capella is or the rebounder, but he's got a much better shot, a lot better touch down low. Could be uh, interesting. He'd fit the uh, Suns well. Capella would. Well, I'm talking about Aiden for the Hawks. But. Oh, okay, yeah. But I think I think that makes sense for both teams. I think what they're both looking for, they're looking for maturity at the center position. Uh, and he's mature. So I, I think that would be a good I, – I was, like, talking out of my, my butt, but it, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Brunson, I think, ends up with the Knicks. Reported uh, today from Chris Haynes. He's going to plan to meet in New York City with the uh, three teams, Dallas Mavericks, the – New York Knicks and the Miami Heat. Um, I personally think the Heat are kind of in it just for leverage play to, yep. to A. Um, personally, I think Jalen Brunson's going to end up getting four for 120, which I think is kind of absurd for Jalen Brunson. Um, I think he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But I, not four for 120 good. Um, the reported rumors is him going to the Knicks for four for 110. I think the Heat in play, I think that's going to cost his price go up a little more. Um but yeah, I mean, I do think Knicks obviously signed his father to be an assistant coach. I think it's kind of the writing's on the wall. And I mean, they're all meeting in New York City. I yeah. mean, uh, I think he's restricted for agent though. So if the Mavs really, really wanted him back, they can match an offer. But I, I just think that's too much out of price range. No, for, I don't, I don't think me. the Mavs are in play. But uh, <laughs> but I, I'm sorry, I lagged there. What's it called? But I, I think if if Brunson is if this Miami smoke is real, probably isn't. I don't think it is either. But if it is real, if he gets offered anything close to what the Knicks are offering him, you better take that. I'm sorry, but like Nick, you just you go to the Knicks where your career dies. That just happens with point guards. It just does. So if 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 it's anything close, especially with the income tax, New York compared to Miami. You gotta go Miami. You, you'd be making the same money, but I—I I mean, I think he goes to the Knicks. I think it's all smoke screens. But I don't. Why? Why are the Miami Heat in everything? Like every player, it's Miami Heat. It, 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 it's a waste of Heat, the Lakers, the Knicks, yep. because those are the main media sites. They people want to yeah. link their guys there. And Boston as well. All those small free agents. You always see Boston for no reason. Um. Next up. Kind of talking about PJ Tucker earlier. Uh, that's the next guy I have on my list. Um, it's between Philly and Miami. It, everybody's talking about Philly. I really do think my it's a real 50 50 shot who gets him. Um, now, I think the main thing is like the Heat don't want to offer the full mid level exception. They seem pretty adamant they don't want to be hard capped. And if he takes the full mid level, they'll be hard capped. They can offer him three to tw- three years, 27 million. So it's basically if he wants that or he wants to full hard cap to reunite with Daryl Morey and James Harden, that's going to be up to him. I know he is from, I think the, um, I think he's from somewhat close to the Philly area, like maybe like an hour or two away from there. I heard that he might have some potential endorsement stuff for something along those lines that he has interest with up there that could play a factor. Um, but overall, I mean, PJ Tucker is a very valuable piece. Don't know how he fits in with the Sixers at the moment. Maybe we'll get more clarity on that in the next 24 hours with some potential trades. Um, but I think it's true for the 50 shot. And if I had to guess, I'd probably say Philly right now. But I'm really not sure either way. I don't care where he goes, man. Trade or move. I don't get it. Really don't. You kick him out. I get it. He wants to, I mean, I do get it. He wants to reunite with his friends, but... And you, you'll be making the same amount of money after taxes. I'm not going to follow a guy for, for money reasons. Yeah, no, I'm not either. Uh, Mo Bamba. He's got a decent market, I'm sure. Uh, I think a lot of times going to be willing to offer the um, their, um, I can't think for some reason, the mid-level exception, uh, probably the taxpayer's mid-level exception for about $6.5 million. Um, there's a lot of teams involved. Um I'm not going to pull up the list of the teams involved. I think you said you think the, he's a Raptor. It does kind of seem like a fit, um, f- a Raptors fit. Um, do you have any reason why you said the Raptors? Yep, because if you want to get paid and you want to become a good player at that position, that's where you need to go. They they built players just like him. 
and they're building him up. Precious from the Miami Heat year to how he was this year. Big steps. Boucher, they pulled out the G League. Like, he was a free agent. But they have a knack for big men, and they coach him very well. So if he wants to make big money in the future and, and play how he was expected to play when he came out of the draft, that's where you go. Go accept your mid-level exceptions, uh, exception, $6.5 million. Go play with the Raptors. Let Nick Nurse work on you. He's amazing with the big men. And get paid the next year after you play amazing because he has all the skill in the world to be an amazing player. So I'd say it's either Raptors or the Heat, but I think he goes to the Raptors. It makes much more sense for him. You just said it right to the Heat. I keep hearing you mention people at the Heat. Because I, I because there's a little bias because that's a player I wanted. I, I, I had a little list of five players. I'm just players. saying. I'm just saying. Oh, um, because you do know all those little Twitter rumors are from me, right? I, I know all the rumors. <laughs> I'm just saying. You keep saying this with the Heat. I'm just. I know. I'm just, just like them. It's every Miami Heat fan. We're toxic. Um. But yeah, I like Mobamba. I personally think if uh, he should. He should try to be a place that has another big man next to him. I just think he'd be a nice, uh, kind of a Jaron Jackson role in a sense. I think he kind of fit that role, you know, be able to shoot, be able to run protect. What I did you say? Mo Bamba. I'm saying kind yeah, of what coach. team? I didn't say a team. I'm just oh saying have a role. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he can shoot a really good pick and pop shooter, and I think he put the rim. I think he has a lot of untapped potential. Just go to a team that can develop you because I really liked him at the draft. I thought he was one of the best, if not best player in the draft that came out. Um, so just hopefully a team can develop develop him, right? That's um, why I said Toronto, Miami. That's the development spot, man. Uh, I'm going to get there by him unless I'm going to get to a couple more, though. Um, Colin Sexton, that's interesting. Why I just haven't heard a lot about him last offseason. There was a lot of rumors about trades for Colin Sexton. Nothing materialized. He got hurt this year. I don't know if he's like just definitely going back to the Cavs. I don't even know what his market's like. If he's a mid-level type guy, if he's getting like twenty million dollars, I just have absolutely no idea what his market is. Uh, have you heard any type of rumors or anything about Colin Sexton at all? Nope. And I think nobody has money, so I think he goes back to the Cavs. I don't think that's going to be the priority type of player that gets signed at six p.m. I think it's going to be one of those players that sits there and says, "Okay, I'm not getting money here." Might as well go back to Cavs on the one. You like that voice crack? Might as well go back to the Cavs and just get some get whatever you're uh, qualified for and stay there. And he's a, he's a baller. He'll get his money. He just needs a wait a year. I think he just goes back to Cleveland. Well, you could also always do a sign and trade as well for his money, right? Yeah, but who's going to trade for him? I think he's coming off a bad injury. It's an ACL tear, I think. Um, I think he just stays with the Hawks personally. Or the Hawks, Jesus, the Cavs. Uh, next up, I'm going to go down to Victor Oladipo. Uh, reports are that it's pretty unlikely he's going to head back to Miami. Um, some of the teams that are interested in him is the Denver Nuggets, Sacramento Kings, and um, there's one other team um, that I can't think of off the top of my head. I personally, was, it, was it Memphis? I don't think it was Memphis. I, I think it was the Pistons. I think it was the Pistons, the other team that was interested. Um, but personally, uh, if I was him between those three teams, I'd go to Denver. There's always were rumors about Denver possibly even trying to trade for him. It was with the Pacers and the Rockets. And they could use the perimeter defense. They just got KCP, bring Depot in there to be able to play next to Jamal Murray coming back from injury. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. coming back from injury. Um, I think if he can be... Depot, I mean, he's still showing he can play defense. We got to wait to see if the offensive flashes get there. But if he can, you know, with a fully healthy offseason and get back to 80% of what he was next to Jamal Murray, Jokic, so on and so forth, I think that could be very good for him. Yeah, I don't hate it. But I, by the way, Miles Bridges just got arrested. It was arrested for felony domestic violence. This, this guy. <laughs> oh, fuck. But no, yeah, I agree with that fit. But uh, Oladipo's, I'm I'm happy wherever he goes. As much as I want him to stay, it's it's greedy for that. He he deserves a place to get a a shot to start and uh, make that money again, which he missed out on because of injuries. So I don't hate wherever he goes. I think the Kings are the best spot for him to get a starting job, though. Yeah, and then uh, one last player, Lou Dort. 
I was surprised that they declined his option. It was a very cheap option for them. Uh, my guess is that I said it's free agency. They'll probably re-sign him. Uh, or else why would you decline that option? Uh, Lou Dort's a bit, very good player, probably very underrated player. Great defender. He showed a lot of improvements off his games over the years. I think he actually like 18 points per game, something like that last year, like, so, like which is pretty surprising for Lou Dort. Um, and, I mean, if he does it the open market, I think he'll get a lot of potential right away. Uh, I do expect him to be back with the Thunder on probably some type of long-term deal. So, but why would they decline the the, the team option of one point eight million? Um, just to get him long term, because uh, he could be restricted free agent this year. If he if they were to accept that he'd be unrestricted free agent next year. So, I mean, they they, went, why wouldn't they just take that gamble of just taking the the cheap contract this year? And I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. It's money in in Oklahoma, but because they can match anything this year that he gets next year. Um, and yeah, they gotcha, have so okay. much money. The, so much cap space, like they're yeah, actually they trying to uh, get picks to absorb cap space. They're not paying anybody. Exactly. Except Shea. Right not even pay- oh, yeah, they just did pay Shea, right. They paid him right before Trey Young got paid. But still, yeah, he deserves it. Yeah, rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. All right. But, yeah, that's really the last guy I thought that's worth talking about. Um, hopefully we get some big news, you know. Um, I, I want to see a lot of signing, a lot of trades. You know, this is the fun part of the of the year, right? The off season. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's more exciting than the draft. I'd say NFL is the draft's more exciting, but yeah, no, for NBA, it's the off season, the trades, the signings. Um, so at six p.m., they could start annou- announcing signings, right? Legally, yeah. It, didn't that used to be like midnight? It used to be midnight, but you know, okay. it was so late they decided to move it up to six o'clock. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it's it's not as crazy as last year as in terms of names, but overall should still be fun. Um, it like I said, I just hope we get a lot of a lot of action, you know, yeah. a lot of action. So I, I have one more question for you before we end this. Yeah. Um, what's that one player you think's gonna get signed instantly that has no reason to be getting signed that early? Has no reason to get yeah, because like Timothy Mozgov, like. Um, Last year, there was one that happened. Oh, uh, Tim Hardaway got re-signed instantly. Reggie Bullock got signed instantly. Yeah, he's yeah, but that's not what you should be focusing with your main money. Like, I don't, I don't care what anybody says. It's not like, oh, free agency started. We got to go get Tim Hardaway back. Like, why are you doing that? I gotta look at a list real quick. Uh, who's a player? I'm trying to find mine right now. Like, what's one player that's going to get signed really quick and get actually paid decently for no reason? It get paid decently? It, it always happens. One player or two players always get signed instantly for, like, 11 to $12 million for no reason at all. And then they end up getting cut. Like, Kelly Olenek was another one. He got signed by the Pistons so quick, dog. Why do I kind of want to say Andre Drummond? He's not going to get paid, though. That's what I feel bad for him because he's a decent player. You know, I don't know if this will necessarily be surprising, but because it's a play in the wild, I see a team trying to get TJ Warren really quick. I don't think he has much value right now because he's been out. But I think a team's going to be like, oh, he was pretty good in that bubble run the last time we really seen him. Um, and be like, you know, you want to be offer my full uh, mid-level right away, try to get him to come. So if I had to guess, I'd probably say, say him. You know who I'm going to go with? And this is just such a weird one. I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Wesley Matthews. That's just my random pick. He, he he's decent for the Bucks, but he's always like that. He's nothing special. He just does his job. He flops, hits his threes. That seems like a player that's gonna someone's gonna give him nine or ten million right off rip, and you're not gonna understand why you just wasted your money that quick. I don't think he'll get that much. Don't think he's gotten that much for a while. He hasn't. That's why I think that. And there's not a lot of them this year that are like, eh. There's a lot of good players and there's a lot of bad players. Well, there's not a lot of mid tier. The reason why these contracts are so crazy is because you don't expect them. Yeah, I know. But like, Wesley Matthews, that's my guess this year that's going to get announced at like 6.15 for no reason. All right. Kyrie won't play much games until he gets an extension. We're going to bring this up from Johnny. 
Uh, he says Kyrie won't play much games until he gets an extension. I think Kyrie's going to play this year. Um, I think he's going to play this year out until the end of uh, the contract. And like I said earlier, I think he'll end up signing with the Lakers next offseason once Westbrook's contract is off the books. Um, do you have anything else to add to that? No, I disagree with it. He'll, he'll play. He's getting that money. He realized he thought his market was high when he went into free agency. and then Or not free agency, whatever it was, when he was seeking a trade. And he saw that there was a value wasn't there because he wasn't playing off all the off court stuff, um, which personally I don't have a problem with. But of course, NBA teams would be scared of that paying him a lot of money to, to come over. But yeah, no, he'll he'll play this year. I think there's no COVID restrictions. He'll be fine. Yeah, I think I think he has to play. Right. I 100%. mean, if he doesn't play, he's going to lose so much money, so much leverage in a potential contract deal. I think he's going to be almost forced to play this year. He'll play. And I, I, if you would have asked me before he went back to the Nets, I would have been like, he kind of seems like the guy that doesn't care about money. But, I mean, I don't blame him. He should. he should. He should completely. I don't hate on it. That's what he should have done, and he did it. But, like, yeah, he's gonna. He's not playing with his money no more. He's going to go out there, play like Kyrie Irving, and he's going to play, if there's no injuries, I think at least 65 games. Yeah, I mean, 65-plus games, you know, as long as the missed games are due to, like, actual injuries, then – like he yeah. should probably earn that contract for sure, and he will. It's Kyrie Irving; he hasn't lost anything. Yeah. All right. He showed so that I, in the playoffs. So I think it's going to do it. Um, I hope you guys did all enjoy. If you guys are listening on Spotify Apple Podcasts, make sure to go ahead and follow, leave a five star rating. If you guys are here on YouTube, make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe, like this video. Uh, we'll probably try to maybe come out with something maybe this weekend, if not sometime during next week. Uh, you know, kind of recapping the beginning of free agency. You got any last words to add on? Um, no, nah. let's just, uh, I'm excited for tomorrow and, uh, I'll probably tweet, tweet some stuff out at night. Follow us on Twitter. Final pick pod on Twitter. Definitely follow that. Yep. Um, follow and, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Yep. And, uh, lastly, Miles Bridges is a retard. <laughs> I can't explain it. Like, I, we don't know the situation yet, but if, if he actually did something, this guy has got to be somewhere not not in the right head you can't be yep all right we'll catch you guys later all right see you see you guys